Have you noticed how a miserable thought or a troubling thought gets stuck in our head and keeps replaying it over and over again? The more personal the situation, the longer it takes for us to get over it. Such situations often leave us not only stressed and frustrated, but also disgruntled with others. It can also make us lazy and affect our efforts at a workplace or home. All this is the workings of the mind. Today I want to help you understand about the mind from an Eastern spiritual perspective. Hope it all makes sense and is not overly confusing. The mind, you would have noticed, is always flickering. It's here one moment and at another moment it's elsewhere. It's always unsteady. The mind is restless, turbulent, obstinate and very strong and to subdue it seems more difficult than controlling the wind. We know that our mind can be our best friend or our worst enemy. Yet, how many of us actually spend time learning about how it functions and how to manage it for one's own stability? Our lives have become so busy handling so many diverse tasks that we are left with very little time for reflection and processing. The mind is a very strong force and engaging it properly does require effort and patience. The purpose of controlling or managing the mind is not to make it subordinate or remove it but to convert it. In one perspective the mind is not our enemy the selfish passions within it are. So we have these three questions to ask what is the mind why do we have a mind how do i manage the mind what is the mind did you know that we actually have 13 senses These 13 senses are broadly classified as the gross senses and the subtle senses. The gross senses are 10 in number and are grouped into two: the senses of perception and the senses of action. The five perceptive senses are hearing, touching, seeing, tasting, and smelling. And our five senses of action are hands, legs, speech evacuation organs and the reproductive organs the remaining three are our subtle senses namely the mind the intelligence and the ego so that's 13 in all the mind is our central sense and acts like a sponge absorbing everything it perceives through the senses everything we see hear smell taste and touch creates an impression in the mind We take in hundreds and hundreds of sights and sounds every day. Factually, we can only recall just a fraction of everything that enters the mind. The mind uses the five working senses and the five knowledge gathering senses to keep active. These gross senses sense information to the mind, which the mind judges as either agreeable or disagreeable. whether these informations are good or bad is not done by the mind but by the other subtle sense the intelligence the mind just gets caught up with all the options and constantly calculating how to find happiness and sending us signals or thoughts when it does make a judgment it's often based on the remaining subtle sense the ego actually called the false ego the false ego is a misconception that I am meant to enjoy. I am in control. I am the center of attention. I am the body. 
and the assumption that we can find happiness forever by gaining control of the world around us. In short, we look at the material world with all the things and people in it as items meant for my enjoyment. This me, myself and I is the false ego. But the material world is an unpredictable mix of pleasant and unpleasant circumstances, right? It has endless permutations and combinations and it completely perplexes the mind. It can't figure out how to gain control of all these situations. The truth is it can't, but it doesn't know that yet. Why? Because the intelligence hasn't been worked on yet. If the mind says, I want to take drugs, or I want to gamble my money away, or hit someone, or kill an enemy, the intelligence is unable to come to the rescue because it hasn't been sharpened with the right knowledge. And knowledge comes from coaches, mentors, counselors, teachers, and bona fide spiritual authorities. These people get their knowledge from research, their own education, and practice. Intelligence is supposed to direct the mind, but the mind is so strong and obstinate that it often overcomes one's own intelligence, just like how a serious infection can surpass the best of medicines. Everything we've ever done and will continue to do is stored in the mind in the form of memory. It's these impressions that make up our mind, which in turn influence how we see the world and how we behave. If we repeatedly maintain certain thoughts in our minds, they will eventually turn into words and then actions. These actions cause new impressions in our mind, which causes newer words and actions. This cycle of action and reaction is known as karma. And this will continue until the mind receives a direction from superior source. So how do I manage the mind? When the mind is fast, the intelligence needs to be faster. When our mind picks up unhealthy things from everywhere, whether it be from outside or inside of you, our intelligence needs to intervene before the mind impels us to act improperly. It is undoubtedly very difficult to curb the restless mind. The ancient spiritual text says that the mind can be controlled through practice and detachment. So what is practice? When you have a child who's fond of eating mud, you give the child a chocolate. When the child tastes that sweet, he is easily able to give up the mud. When you have a higher taste, you give up the lower taste. It's similar in managing the mind also. You give it a higher taste or a higher purpose. Then with discipline and mentors, you practice certain rules and regulations to give up the lower habits you want to get rid of. This way, over a period of time, your mind is focused on the good stuff and not the bad. The first step is getting a person who knows how to do it. In Eastern spirituality, such a person is called Guru or an Acharya. Guru means one who removes darkness from your life and an Acharya means one who leads by example. The yoga system of exercise consisting of postures, breathing and meditation techniques is meant to help quieten the mind's constant jumping around and bring it back under the control of the soul. When the mind is thus controlled or managed, it can help lead us to our life's perfection. Actually, yoga is not meant for attaining a beautiful, well-toned body. But the central point of yoga practice is the mind and the soul.
There are many types of yoga available based on your inherent nature, time, place, circumstance and the position of life you're in. It behooves all of us to pick one and start our real journey of human life. In conclusion, the great mission of the human life is to purify the mind, the intelligence and the false ego. This will ensure that our behavior, our actions and our perspective is always for the greater good, not just of yourself, but of the world also.